The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Hello and welcome to the Frequency 49 show. My name is Rob Newell and for tonight only I am the host. So sorry for ruining Martin Hughes' bath time. Cat will be back next week, but due to the 49ers playing on Thursday this week, everything's been brought forward a little bit. So I promise not to get too comfortable in Cat's shoes, and I speak for everyone, especially Martin, when I say we look forward to Cat being back on the show. Joining me this week are James Little, who's back on after a week off, and also coming back and making his season debut is Richard Burley. How are we doing, guys? Hi, guys. Good. Good evening, everyone. How are you doing? Good to have you on, everyone. Let's start with last night in Seattle. What do we think? Obviously, we went down 12-9. Richard, what did you think? I thought it was a great defeat. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I was expecting a lot worse. Um, I felt that we were competitive. Half-time score, 6-6. Um, Seattle only scored one touchdown. Uh, I thought our run offense was was good. Um, I thought uh, we, we struggled with the uh, passing. Uh, offense, but uh, I thought our defense was good. Uh, I think there were a lot of positives to take from the game. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, the weather, it was absolutely pouring down with rain all game. Um, um, excuses for Marquise Goodwin already with his um, with his um, Selic fingers, but that might explain why uh, Hoyer didn't go deep too often. Uh, maybe he played it safe with the shorter passing. But, you know, under tough weather conditions, I thought that they worked hard. It was a massive improvement from last week. Uh, I know we didn't get the W, but I'm seeing signs of improvement. It's still early doors. It's only week two. Um, But overall, uh, as defeats go, it was a pretty good defeat. And, and, you know, we've we've been through some really awful... Um, defeats like last season where the, the defence couldn't cope through uh, the third and fourth quarter and they just felt like they were competitive through large parts of the game apart from towards the start when they got um, blown out a bit by Russell Wilson uh, scrambling but I just felt that they kind of came back into the game um, um, they managed to get a bit more control of the uh, of, of the clock um, as the game wore on as well so overall as defeats go um not a bad defeat. Yeah, I agree. Uh, gl- glorious defeat. Progress, for me, the key thing is progress. I saw progress on the defence. Our defence was outstanding yesterday. Uh, the last time I see our defence play like that was back in the Harbour era. Uh, the, I can't really single any individual person on defence out. Considering my man Ruben Foster wasn't on there, Eric Reid had a bit of a tough day in terms of injury come back. Don't know why they let him come back. Um, possibly it's quite hard to keep a man of that size on the sideline if he wants back on the field, especially with his talent. Um, I think the defence stepped up, held the Seahawks, who, yeah, they were poor, but due to our defence being so well. Our running game got good, uh, was very good. Passing game was diabolical. <laughs> I don't need to tell anyone. I think we all need to, we know that we need to improve on the passing game. The QB needs to improve. The receivers need to help him out. The weather didn't help. I agree with Richard. Uh, so, yeah, it's hard enough to catch a ball. Travelling that quick, let alone with the weather, 
peeing it down and gloves and everything. So, it, yeah, the passing game was terrible, but Carlos Hyde did a brilliant job. And I have to say, the O-line did a much better job. As the game went on, they grew as well, grew in confidence. Uh, they were hold, you know, the holding the, the defenders for longer, give the quarterback more time in the pocket. And I, I think he did panic at one point because he wasn't, he hasn't been used to that time. It was started the game when he was getting pressured and panicking and throwing short, throwing, you know, panicking because he was, he had like a fear of defenders attacking him. And then as the game went on, the O line, as I say, grew in confidence. So I think they certainly deserve credit. Carlos Hyde, from what they were saying and what I've read, worked very hard all last week. Did ex put extra time in, and it paid off. He produced 124 yards, average of 8.3 uh, on the carry. A couple of great long runs. Um, so yeah, I think it was a glorious defeat. I think we, we could have quite easily won that. I think ultimately, as well as the defence did, they did tire in the end and that was the mistake that we, you know, that I say the mistake, the only mistake they made was being on the, uh, being on the pitch as long and it wasn't their mistake, it was the poor offence. But uh, yeah, progress, definite progress for me. Excellent. Um, a quick question for you, Richard. We are, uh Obviously, at halftime, it was 6 all. We're, um, uh, but it, I mean, obviously, we'd had the ball for about five plays up <laughs> until the last sort of 30 seconds. Is that obviously the 6 all shows what a great defense we were having in that game, as James was saying? But was that down to great defense by the 49ers, or was it bad Seattle execution? Well, the um, first half time management, um, I remember at one point, um, I think we'd had the ball one and a half minutes, and they'd had the ball 12 and a half minutes. And it was a throwback to the Chip Kelly season with the uh, fast offence, um, but putting too much pressure on the defence. Um, and, um, uh, and we saw signs of that um, uh, last night uh, in the game. But things improved um, as the game wore on. Um, uh, the, it evened up. Um, uh, and how, how did it happen? Well, it did happen because, well, basically... Hoyer, um, whilst I, I think I think there's improvement for Hoyer, I think we I think we should, I'm getting ahead of myself here. There are people who think that it's time for him to step aside um, sooner rather than later. Um, uh, I think that we should see a bit more of him before that happens. Although I did say that about Blaine Gabbert last season, um, so um, I thought you know we'd see signs of improvement with him. And, and, and we didn't. But the point is, he threw. He what did I think he threw an interception pretty early on that cost us, didn't it? Um, um, there were a couple of times that he, um, uh, poor plays um, uh, cost us and gave Seattle the ball, and we were punished. Um, but only to the tune of two field goals. Um, I actually think Seattle were pretty poor as well, um, and. Uh, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest advert for NFL, uh, but neither team looked like the uh, finished product by any stretch. Um, but clearly, Seattle did just enough to uh, get those points on the board, and that's what counted at the in the end. Yeah, certainly did. Um, I think obviously James picked up the offensive line looked a lot better. I think that sort of improved as the game went on. I think in the first quarter, really impressive. I think you know I thought our offensive line. Um, compared with week one, <laughs> there was a, they, they stepped up as well. You know, um, um, uh, Carlos Hyde, excellent. Um, and without sounding too negative, 
uh, if you take off those two really long runs, I don't know what his average run was in, in some of his other runs, um, in some of the other plays, uh, with a view to picking up first downs. But you know, that said, you know, <laughs> he he ran he ran over a hundred yards within the first two quarters. So fair play to him. If we're going to ha- um, put question marks over the 49ers, uh, for me, it's less on Hoyer. It's it's more on the on the receiving um, team. It's more on the tight end and the wide receivers. Um, is is that um, is that where we need to be looking at in terms of improvement? Um, is that why Kyle Shanahan is perhaps calling shorter passing plays every time he goes long? Goodwin drops it. So um, yeah. Um, there was, there was some really good improvement in the O line. Um, uh, the defense was was really good. Um, uh, it's disappointing that we that we don't. That I can feel so positive and we still don't get the win. But you know, but you know, we we've been on the end of uh, of bigger defeats in the past. So uh, we we can be broadly optimistic. I think. Okay. Yeah. There was definitely improvement on the O line. Obviously, we talked a lot about that with Michael last week. And I did notice, obviously, Lakin Tomlinson came in this week. So, James, do you think that made a difference? Yes. Yes, I do. I do think it made a difference. As Michael very kindly stated last week, or say kindly, he, uh, he knows his uh, O-line play. Zane Biddles was non-existent the week before. And I think uh, Tomlinson made an impact. I mean, the O-line as a whole played better. Um, yeah, I think he did. He did great. I think they, I think they did play very well this week. I think they had a point to prove, and I think they did prove it. I know the Seahawks weren't great, and I really do think the weather had a big impact on the whole game. Um, I think it might have had a slight impact on our player calling, because when Hoy was open and he was getting defence, there was one play I can't quite put a finger on when it, he was stood there for a good twenty, yeah, twenty seconds, um, which. It's incredible offensive line play, especially against a Seattle defense. That oh, they're not the Legion of Boom that they used to be, um, but you know the the scheme is still very similar and the the blitzes that they bring. So I think they've done extremely well to hold that. I think Tomlinson personally, uh, he played very well. So yeah, I do think it had a big impact, and I hope he he keeps the start job. Um, I mean, no one was expecting Beardles to start the season anyway. Um, and I think he's proved that he's nothing more than a backup that could play a few snaps if, God forbid, any of the O-line do go down. But I think Tomlinson should keep that starting job on that performance, certainly. It's a week-to-week league, as they say. And uh, based on this week, or last week rather, week two, then yeah, he should keep that starting job, no problem. And obviously we've got Josh Garnett to come back. I think we have to give credit to Seattle's front seven as well. They're obviously a very aggressive defense. They've been together for a long time, and it's, they're going to give everybody problems, not just the 49ers. And obviously, it's a work in progress. But um, let's talk a little bit. Obviously, we were 9-6 up going into about six, seven minutes to go. I think, as Richard said earlier, and that's when Russell Wilson started running all over the place. Now, there seemed to be a couple of questionable decisions of holding that were missed at that point from a 49er point of view but um, was that just down to the defence being tired and if so can we um, do something different to sort of is it, is it a case of running Carlos Hyde more do we need another running back in there to spell him better what do you think James I, yeah I, uh, I think I think you're very right there Rob I think we need to run it more just to give the just keep the offence on the pitch on the pitch on the field longer 
Um, just to give the defence a break, they were on the field an awful long time. Like uh, Richard said, it was 12 and a half minutes in the first quarter. That's a long time to play as well as they did. Um, and that's only in the first quarter. That carried on throughout the game. Uh, so we just need to keep... We need to... I think Richard was right when he said that at times it seemed a bit rushed. I think the uh, offence felt a bit of pressure to perform and they were trying to rush things a bit too much apart from, apart from a couple of plays. Like I say, we stood there for 20 seconds looking, there was nothing open. But yeah, I think we need to run it more. Um, I think Howe played well. Um, I think he's going to improve uh, more and more this season. From what I'm understanding, he's putting a lot of extra effort in um, and it... it paid dividends against Seattle and I think if he carries on putting the time and effort in that that goal really has got the potential to be a top 10 back in this league uh, so yeah I think run the ball more with him get a use check in the more time they spend together working on these systems the more games they play I know it's you know it's a we said last week on the podcast Deepak uh, stressed the point this is a rebuilding um, year as long as we see progress from week to week, then we've got to be happy. Let's hope we can get a few wins as well. Um, so, yeah, I think we should run the ball. In short, run the ball more with Carlos uh, to keep the offence on the pitch longer, to help the defence out, to help the team to win games. It's as easy as that. <laughs> Straightforward enough then. Um, obviously, one of the things, got to keep drives going. We're looking at third down conversions. That's not impressive at the moment for the 49ers. We're struggling there, both defensively and offensively. But from what you saw yesterday, what do you what do you think is the problem on third down, Richard? <laughs> um, I hope <laughs> you wouldn't answer me that. Ask me that because I, <laughs> I wish I knew the answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer a different question, um, and then I'm gonna come back to that. Um, in the past, we've struggled with penalties. I think I don't have the I don't have the data in front of me, the stats in front of me, but it felt like we did pretty well on the penalty count last night. It felt like uh, we kept ours down, and 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 the the yellow flags were thrown at Seattle from time to time on their home ground, which doesn't happen. So I was quite happy about that. Um, and there were times when the penalties actually did help us. I think I think it was a penalty that got us our first first down, wasn't it? Um, but going forward, you know, we need we need to find first downs and uh, and what happens, you know, um, um, you run, you get three or four yards, run, you get another two yards, and then on third and four or whatever it might be, a passing play, incomplete, and then roll out your um your punter, and that happened a few times, and um, yeah, it, it does happen, but we didn't we didn't try anything clever in terms of play calling last night um uh and it, but kyle did try a lot of um interesting plays uh, in our first game it's almost like he got a bit shy um when things didn't work out week one he lost the confidence in his play calling week two so uh, at early doors seattle they were um they were, i mean uh, russell wilson ran and picked up quite a few yards in what to me looked like design plays you know, so their play calling, they, 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 they did things, you know, they did things. And um, I kind of wonder whether um, Kyle's play calling on third down was a little bit one dimensional. And I think that and I kind of wonder whether I mean, there were times when, um, you know, third down passes were incomplete. And the question was uh, the execution. There was there was one time when um, I, I rewatched the game this morning on a um, Game in 40, I think Hoyer's pass was, was thrown behind 
Pierre Garçon. You know, it, it wasn't Garçon's fault. It was Hoyer's fault. The, the pass was put behind him and it, it probably wasn't catchable. Uh, and that was on a third down. So, you know, there's there's, there's play calling that, and there's poor execution. Um, uh, and it's simple as that. They need to get back onto the... Uh, back in back in training and work on it um, and, and look at alternatives. There's another one, which is um, third and long, you know, um, and a question which came up on the, on the um, Facebook thread, for example, is uh, when we're faced with third and 15, third and 12, um, what should we be doing? Because the, uh, the, quite often they were just picking up six yards to give the punter a better chance of putting the uh, Seattle um, offense um, uh, under pressure by starting close to their their their, their zero line. Um, and the, well, the question is, is, was that the right thing to do? Should we have been trying to get a first down, or should we have been accepting our lot and uh, uh, and just trying to get those few extra yards by just making a four yard pass rather than going for a slightly longer pass? I don't know why we didn't ever seem to go for it when last week we were. Um, we were going for it on on fourth and three, four, um, fourth and one. Um, so a, a big change in our tactics tactics this week, and it might be because um, we were braver last week and it didn't come off. Yeah, a bit of play calling and execution coming into it as well. I've got to remember it is a as as James said, as Deepak was saying last week, it's all about rebuilding and Kyle Shanahan's learning the role as he goes as well, isn't he? We must remember that. So. Just you mentioned a few things on the Facebook thread. There's a couple of other questions in there. Um, one of them was about the, qu- the QB situation. Obviously, Rich has already talked about how we need to give Hoyer a bit more time. James, do you agree? Should, should we be looking at CJ Beathard or does Hoyer des- deserve to start? I for don't think the question is should we be looking at Beathard. I think, well, that is the question. I think the answer is we're, g- we're going to see him either way. Uh, Hoyer, I don't... I don't think many people are going to believe or think that Hoyer is going to last the entire season. I don't think he has done. Has he ever played a full season? No, he hasn't played I all don't think he's before. off the top. He has off the top of my head. He hasn't played. So here we go. So why is he going to do it this season? I can't see it. So I think we're going to see him. Um, should we put him in due to lack of performance from the current QB? No, I don't think so. I think it's one way to shatter a young man's career. Is to throw throw you know if you if you're not succeeding with a a guy that's been there who's got vast experience in this league yeah okay he's not he's not set the world on fire uh, with his QB player but he's got experience in systems he's been around the NFL for years if he's not doing very well behind that O line um, and to them receivers so how why is a a young rookie going to do well behind that O line and to them receivers um, you know it's uh, I think we will see him. I don't think we should put him in for Hoyer. That's for certain. I think we should bear with Hoyer. Um, it's progress. We're going to see progress week to week. One thing I do want to pick up on is the week one um, to this week in terms of play calling and risk taken. I think we're going to see... Uh, we're not really going to see a particular pattern this season. I think every game is going to be different for us. Every single game. We're going to see new things in every game. And, we are, and we're going to make the same mistakes. So yeah. Okay, let's um, let's draw a line as the inglorious defeat that it was, and start moving forward, looking at week three. As I say, we're playing on Thursday. Now I'd noticed obviously the last two teams we've actually beaten have both been called the LA Rams, and it just so happens we're playing the LA Rams on Thursday. So can we make it three in a row? What do you think, guys? Yes. 
yes, I do think we're going to beat the Rams. Um, if you look at what they did against the Redskins the other day, they, I thought the Rams' run was poor. The run defense was poor. Uh, the, the passing was uh, somewhat suspect. I thought their uh, quarterback uh, looked somewhat uh, overwhelmed by the uh, Redskins' offensive line. I didn't see very much from the Rams that would actually intimidate the uh, Niners' uh, offense and defense. Uh, and I think we'll win. We'll get our first win of the season. Excellent. And yeah. to pick up another question from the group, from Aaron Graham Ross, will we actually score a touchdown? Yes, Carlos Howard. They're, uh, the Rams' running defense has been the defence against the run has been terrible uh, they've only just got Aaron Donald back who held out for a contract uh, and I think he came back last week he played uh, in week two that didn't have much of an effect it's a new head coach for them, it's a new system he's a fantastic player but it takes any player time to get used to a new system with new coaches and especially if he's unhappy at what he's getting paid um, and we just so happen to have a running back that's come off a uh, 124 yard game who I think is going to spend this week putting even more extra time and get even more better so I think yes Carlos Hyde is going to score a touchdown against the Rams for definite I don't know about the passing offense don't ask me about that but yep Carlos Hyde's going to get a touchdown in week three against the LA Rams I'm pretty sure we'll score a touchdown we'll break our touchdown Doug this regular season it's a quick turnaround for the Niners but it's a quick turnaround for the Rams uh, as well as I said a few moments ago the, the Rams took one hell of a beating against the uh, Washington Redskins um, uh, offense and defense, and I think they're going to struggle. Um, so, yeah, we need to neutralize uh, Todd Gurley. He's their main man uh, on rush and in passing. In fact, he's the lead receiver. I think he was in in their last game as well. So, if we can neutralize Todd Gurley, then there's every chance that we will be able to uh, dominate uh, uh, with our offense, and so we will actually score a touchdown. I agree. Oh yeah, Excellent. I think just to pick up on a point you said there, uh, our defense is coming off one hell of a game. Uh, I think they did extremely well against the rush. They had a couple of players near the end against us uh, when they're tired, but I think overall throughout the game they did very well against the uh, the run. Um, so the defense, the our defense is coming off the back of a high. They can't, even though we lost the game, a very close game against the Seahawks, they can take nothing but confidence and positivities from that game um, as a whole as a whole collective and I think they're going to take that into the Rams um, and I, th I think yeah one I think it's going to be a one or two score game but I think our defence have got has got the ability to carry us through and I think Carlos Hyde has got the ability to score a touchdown so I think it's going to be a very close game but yeah they're there for the taking and we're used to beating them so you know it's it's a given it's an absolute given <laughs> yeah it's definitely a given um, I'll go one further and say we'll score two touchdowns at least Carlos Hyde will run for one, but also Marquise Goodwin will find his catching mittens from somewhere. Uh, uh, he'll receive a catch and he'll um, score a touchdown as well. Uh, it's time we scored some touchdowns and got a win, and that time I think is going to be Thursday night. I think one of the positives coming off this is obviously what we saw from Solomon Thomas, Eric Armstead, getting to Russell Wilson on Sunday. And obviously, Wilson's one of the more mobile quarterbacks in the league. Whereas the Rams got Jared Goff back there. He's very much the typical pocket passer. I think that probably came through on the game film you saw earlier, Richard. And um, do you think our front four can go and get him? 
Yeah, I think that was the point when the Rams played the Redskins. The Redskins um, defensive line, they really got to Jared Goff uh, on every opportunity. Uh, it, it was actually quite good to watch. It put him under a great deal of pressure because he's not mobile. He he was a bit of a sitting duck at times. Um, and yeah, I think the Niners uh, defensive line, they're capable uh, of doing that. And if they can do what the Redskins did, then the Rams are going to have a, a, a long night. Um, uh, they need to keep an eye on Todd Gurley, of course, he's a more than capable running back, and he he, he, he was he was good um, with the receptions as well. But yeah, for uh, Jared Goff to perform, um, he, he he was uncomfortable under pressure, and that's one of the things the Niners need to do is put him under pressure on every opportunity, and that'll give them the best chance of possible getting a good result on Thursday. But obviously they've got Todd Gurley, as you said. They've also brought in Sammy Watkins, who can you if he's fit. Might maybe decent, but he's hardly ever fit. So obviously we've got Eric Reed probably out. Um, do we need to worry about any of the Rams receivers, James? <sighs> no. Well, <laughs> yeah, yes we do, but I think it all depends on that young quarterback of theirs. Um, and I honestly believe that <laughs> it's about to swear profusely, and I think our defense is going to put the fear into him. And, uh, yeah, I do think he's going to get shook against us. Uh, yeah, I don't think... I can't, off the top of my head, and looking at their stats from last week, Tavon Austin, the amount of money they paid that man for the production they get from him is ridiculous. I think the man we've got to worry about is Todd Gurley. I do think we're going to stop him. I don't think we're going to stop him entirely. Um, I think he's going to get yards because um, he's got the ability. Look at the... Uh, did you see the hurdle? His hurdle touchdown. And that was a yeah. yeah th- was that like over three guys? So he's got the ability to do something like that. But yeah, I think that's the man we've got to worry about. Doesn't really worry me about the. Uh, this could come back to bite me, really, couldn't it? But I don't think we have to worry about the receivers too much. Okay. Obviously, I think there's some similarities between these two teams. Obviously, two young coaches both getting their roles. Sean McVay in LA, and obviously Carl Shanahan in San Francisco. Both in the same division. This could be quite a rivalry going down the years. So. Um, do you see any similarities in what they've done so far? Obviously, the Rams had a big win. That is, was that more on the Colts than it was on the Rams? Um, obviously, we've seen what we've done. So, what do you, do you think? Did you see this? What these two having a rivalry going down for the next sort of ten, twelve years or so? Hmm. Will they both stay in the job that long? Do people stay in the job that long in the NFL? I know they're both young guys, and I'd, I'd like to think that we're gonna. If they start winning, they could. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they've, they've, we've both both teams have got to start winning. <laughs> that's the, that's the main thing. But yeah, it could be. Um, they're both like you said. They're both young coaches. So why not? It uh, makes things more entertaining for both teams. It uh, increases the rivalry. So yeah, why not? I think uh, I think it'd be a good thing for for us and for the NFL. This could be the Kirk Cousins bowl, couldn't it? Because we got the two former coordinators for Kirk Cousins. Is this a case of loser gets Kirk Cousins? What do you think? <laughs> Is it worth getting Kirk Cousins? You saw the film, Richard. I did, and the uh, short answer is no. When the rumours about Kirk started last season, I'll be honest, I watched some YouTube videos of him, etc., and thought he would be good improvement uh, on, on the quarterback front that we had at the time. Obviously, we had Colin Kaepernick and Blaine Gabbert, and the idea of an established quarterback like Kirk Cousins coming in was, was quite appealing. But the more that time passes and the more that I've seen of him, um, I kind of feel that he would not be a step forward above what we've already got. He's not particularly mobile. 
Um, he is, you know, he's not uh, the kind of guy who uh, who runs and gains yards like Russell Wilson or Colin Kaepernick used uh, used to do. Uh, and so the, he's, he's less versatile in the way that he operates as a, as a quarterback, um, which I'm not sure is a good thing in the modern NFL game. I'm not sure if he's the, really the man that we should be blowing our salary cap on uh, when I think there are other decent quarterbacks that are out there. So, um, no, um, I don't think uh, as time progresses that Kirk is the man for the Niners. I think this is going to be a question that we answer every, uh, answer with the question that we're going to ask everyone who comes on the show until we eventually find out what sort of record we end up with. And then when you go at the end of the season, do you draft a top QB? or we got, We've got a few wins. Who's available on free agent? Do you take him over Hoyer? I think this is going. This is just going to go on and on all season long, and he's going to play. He's going to play with this conversation constantly going out through, going on throughout the season, uh, and I do think it's going to hamper his season. And then by the end of it, everyone will be going, "Oh, but no, nah, I don't think. No, we don't want him. This isn't the guy for us." And I think he could. He well could end up on the scrap heap. He could end up at another team, another team on a, a lot less money than I think he currently thinks he's worth. Uh, we'll see. It's it's gonna it's just gonna be one of those sagas that rolls on and on all the way throughout the season. But I'm glad to get your take on it, Richard. We'll ask uh, we'll ask someone else when they get on as well. So let's pin, it's time to make a prediction. Let's pin your, let's pin your colours to the mast. What's the result going to be on Thursday night? Ah, <laughs> now you pick me first. I think we're going to win. It's going to be a narrow victory. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it's uh, a field goal. Uh, victory by us I think we're going to yeah we're going to win it's going to be a narrow victory wouldn't surprise me if it's by three points wouldn't surprise me if it's a low scoring game um, I think as like I say I've already said I think Carlos Hyde's going to uh, be able to score a touchdown whether we can score two or whether we can get a receiver that can actually well that way we can get a receiver whether one of our receivers can actually catch the ball and get another touchdown would be a bonus but I think we're going to score a narrow victory and it's against the Rams we beat the Rams it's, it's a given okay Richard I'll have to be honest, I'm confident, I'm energised once again in the way that I was uh, for the Niners uh, prior to the first match of the regular season. Um, uh, and I'm back there again uh, for uh, week three. So I think we'll get a win, but I'll say we'll get a win at half-time and we'll get a win at full-time. You know, I think we're going to dominate this game uh, and we're going to get off the winning streak uh, on Thursday after the game. We're going to be one and two. Um, I... I, I'm going to agree. I think we're going to win. I think we're, I think we're, it's going to come together this week. I'm going to go for at least a double-digit figure win. Ooh, okay. I can see... I think the passing game might even look like a passing attack at some point during that game as well. Ooh, okay. So that's my prediction. Obviously, while people are making predictions, I just want to draw everyone's attention to our Pick 6 game in the Facebook group. Um, I think there was no Pick 6s this week, so, so everyone try and... and emulate what Daryl did earlier in the season and th obviously thanks to Daryl for, for running that this year and obviously watch for the Facebook post on that so get and I think how are you all doing in that this so far I think I had a good week but I had a rubbish week one ah don't talk to me about pick six oh dear me week one I thought I did pretty well I scored four out of six but then life took over and I missed week two nothing out of six I just forgot to put my picks in I don't even know how that happened that's why. That's why the message to everyone is, get you get your pick six in. So that's ruined it for me, hasn't it? Maybe maybe I need to go for the um, highest average score instead. 
this season uh, I've blown it but I'll make sure I'll get my um, pick sixes in for um, week uh, three as and when it happens I'll be keeping my uh, uh, beady eyes open for it and I'll be on the ball this time well, you know Kev's going to go for a tie at least once every week so you've got a chance of catching up um, obviously talking about the Facebook group just before we move on I just noticed the numbers are getting up towards 2000 and I want to say what say thank you to everybody involved in that and obviously James for the work you're doing in there and promoting that it's great to see that getting so close to 2000 I think what the vision was when we started with this thing and I think it's amazing that it is where it is and I look forward to seeing it grow even further so to everybody who's part of the group I just encourage you to get your Niner supporting friends to join in Join the join the pick six. Listen to the show. Tell us what you think. And if you want to volunteer to take part in any of this, then you're more than welcome to come on the show. Yeah, be definitely. an admin and help Graham out with the sound editing. I know he'd love that. Uh, we need people to anybody who wants to volunteer. We'd love to have you on board. So this is a plea from us to you. And for those of you who are listening to the show and think we have some idea what we're talking about, I just want to say thank you to those that came before us in terms of. Paul McDonald, Kevin Nylon, Deepak, Brian Davis, they're still involved in the group. and we, It's really great to see 100%. them still involved, but the only reason we have any idea thank what you. we're doing is because of what they've done before us. So to those guys, we say thank you very much. And so we're going to f- move on to finish off with this week w- with the quick fire round. So are you boys ready for this? Yeah. Okay, let's get a watch ready. So I'll go with you, Richard, in this one. If Hoyer stays fit all year... Do we stick with him or give Better to go? Stick with Brian Hoyer? Yeah, I think we should. You know, unless he gets injured, and, and there is a chance that might happen, in which case, CJ, you know, uh, it's your time. Time to step up to the metal. Uh, but other than that, you know, um, Brian Hoyer is Kyle's man. He's the established quarterback. He's learning the scheme. And I've seen moments of... Um, positive play from Brian Hoyer. His pass accuracy, in my opinion, uh, at times is pretty good. Um, I don't see any reason why he should be dropped at this stage. So, yes, stick with Brian Hoyer. Uh, James, the defence is looking really good so far. Are they for real or will they see a drop-off as the season goes on? They're for real. And I tell you who else is for real. Ruben Foster, he's coming back. Everyone's going to see he's for real. Our defence is for real. Who'd have thought, beginning of the season, Carl Shanahan, new head coach, and we'll be talking about our defence over our offence. Who'd have thought that? Um, Richard, Marquis Goodwin, is he going to be on the Niners next year or will we actually see improvement from him? Yeah, I hope we will see Marquis Goodwin um, in a Niners shirt next season. Uh, he's, he's fast, he's agile, he can get separation. Yeah, he has made a couple of glaring drops that may have cost us to a degree, um, but he will come good. I do see a lot of potential of talent. Um, I do think that we are weak in our receiving core. And so, you know, if when we've got players of talent like him, we should work with them and, and, and look to keep them. He'll come good, and I very much hope that we'll see him next season. Excellent. Okay, James, if you could draft one position next season right now, what would it be? Whew. Not who, just, uh-huh. just a position. Oh, uh, let me think. Uh, quarterback. Uh, Richard, who do you think will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl this year? Big Ben in my NFL fancy football league team, so I'm going to choose the Pittsburgh Steelers. James, you got the NFC? Best quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion, <coughs> the Green Bay Packers. So we're going Steelers versus Packers. And with yep. that, we are out of the two-minute drill. Thank you very much, guys. Let's just finish off with a slightly new feature. and that'll be Richard, you've referenced this already, but what I like to call either Champ or, and Chump of the Week. It sounds like we're going with Carlos Hyde. Anyone disagree with Champ of the Week being Carlos Hyde? No. 
uh, my champ for the start of the season. We've only had two games so far, but even across the whole of the NFL, it's Carlos Hyde. He has really improved uh, over last season. Uh, he was competing with Sean Drone for uh, the running back position last season. Sean was released, um, and now Carlos has really stepped up. I've been really impressed with his yardage. Um, so Carlos Hyde uh, is definitely uh, my champ uh, after week two. Okay, and the other side of the coin, who you got for champ of the week? Brian Hoyer, Marquise Goodwin. I think we might get some. Dis- mm, I thought that name might. Yeah, come up. I'll, no, I think Anybody Brian else? Hoyer. Unfortunately, but uh, I do think he'll get better. He's got to. Please. Okay, so we'll see if that improves during the season. Okay, so. That it does wrap our show up for this week. So, as usual, thanks to goes to Mark Lyon, Graham Ross, Darren Niels Hyman for all they do in the group and around the in the background as well. And of course, our fan favourite host, Cat Victorino, is going to be back next week. On behalf of James Little and Richard Burley, thank you very thank much you. for listening and good night. Woohoo!